Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Music, Movies and Madness. I'm David, your host, and am joined, as per usual, with the wonderful Ian from Taranaki, Glenn in Tawa, and Martin in Malta still. Yay! Okay. We're doing 1968 um, as our year in review. Uh, massive year. Ian, would you mind leading us out with your album choice for the year, mate? I was going to go for some Irish folk stuff. There was a real good period for Irish folk and Irish folk rock, like Fairport Convention and Steel Eye Span, and some of those cool bands were pumping out some neat stuff. Um, but I decided to go for this instead. And I think I might just come straight back into it, get straight into it. So here's a song for you. Hope you enjoy it. That was good. Who was that? You liked that, didn't you? Yeah. Anybody got any ideas? Voice like no. That. Hmm. Pretty cool band. And uh, uh, the band's called Taj Mahal. The guy's called Taj Mahal. The band's called, oh, yeah. is called Taj Mahal. So it's their first album, debut album, mm -hmm. self-titled Taj Mahal. Um, and yeah it's a fantastic album they do quite a few covers on there some robert johnson obviously some uh sunny boy williamson blind willie mctell um it's a 32 minute long album real mm -hmm. short yeah yeah no sweet spot uh, this sweet spot mm -hmm. eh? and taj mahal's the main singer appearing on the album uh you have jesse davis uh on uh, one of the guitarists and of course who is always associated with Taj Mahal the wonderful Rai Kuta on slide so Taj Mahal are fantastic I, I listen to a lot of their stuff but as they've got older they definitely have become more real sort of hardcore blues what I like about this album because it's probably 68 and the influence of maybe Hendrix and that sort of poppy rocky stuff the album's not that bluesy it's a little bit like what you heard it's a bit more funky a bit more upbeat than the trad blues uh that song was called leaving trunk and let's give you another one now this is a, more of a classic sort of a cover called statesboro blues yeah <laughs> Walk up this morning, baby. 
<laughs> I just love the sound of these oh, guys. That. Yeah. That's nice, eh? It's, it's class, man. Memory as well. This is like one of those bands that, you know, all of those other guys, all of those blues guys that kind of followed, this was kind of like one of those template albums where you'll find that so many of the songs that are on this album, a bit like Albert King's like Born on a Bad Sign album, those, those songs just become staples and everybody's done a version of those songs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, bang on the money. To give you an idea um, of exactly what Martin's talking about, you've got tracks on there like Easy Rider, uh, you've got Dust My Broom, you've got Walking Blues. Yeah, they're, they're, they're staples, right? But um, I do like the way they've done this. The, the cuts on this is it seems to be a bit more rocky. But um, the this little track now that I'll just fling to you is a nice song called Diving Duck Blues. And this was a version of a G Jimi Hendrix song that is quite interesting. <laughs> It's, it's a nice sound. I think what they've done, the reason I like that album is, I like all their albums, but that one in particular is I think they've managed to capture the late 60s sound, uh, like the guitar, definitely the guitar mm. sound. Yep. And, and applied it to the blues, which is a real neat thing to do. So it's not just like Eric Clapton-y sort of bluesy stuff. Mm. Um, it's more like a, I don't know, what would you say that sound is? Like blues rock? It is. It is. It's it's you're, yeah. you're getting ready for a big night out, Ian, and it's sort of mm. half six, seven o'clock. Your mates are coming around. You put that on. That's the one. It's perfect. That's it. Yeah. It really is. But that's, yeah, debut. Uh, Taj Mahal is the band, and mm. the album is self-titled Taj Mahal. Yeah, check it out. Great album. Absolutely. Mm. Gonna, gonna check that out. Sounded good, man. Mm. All right. Thank you, Ian. Over to you, Glenn. What have you got for us this week, mate? Something quite different to that. Um, this is not bluesy, although it did come from an R&B band that started off with hits like um, You Really Got Me, and that's quite distorted sort of R&B. But <clears throat> the Kinks um, had, a, had a problem. They got banned and blacklisted from the United States. They weren't allowed to tour there. Um, due to bad management, bad behaviour, and a bunch <laughs> of other things. Yeah. And we think we've talked about this before. Yeah. So they were trapped basically in in Europe and um, England and it really allowed Ray Davies to hone his songcraft um, and really focus in on some other sort of things that he was interested in. In this case, particularly things like the increasing encroachment and modernisation of um, English society from outside influences and very much looking at that theme of nostalgia and memory and 
preservation. And they, he came up with a song sequence or album called The Kinks of the Village Green Preservation Society, which is most unusual sort of a name. So let's play the first track from the album, which is The Village Green Preservation Society. Society, God save the whole duck, Bonneville and Variety. We are the desperate and appreciation society. God save the Jorby Gems with all the different varieties. Serving the old ways from being abused. Protecting the new ways for me and for you. What more can we do? We are the yeah, so very, 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 very English. It's really loose and just fun. Uh, yeah, that track was recorded in 67 and didn't have a natural home, but it, then obviously the rest of the song cycle all sort of came to be. But that is very, very English around village greens and all the good things that English English society is and... I love the line, preserving the old ways and preserving the new ways for me and for you. So I was looking forward to the future. Um, I think this is a fabulous record. It's certainly not like any of the others from 68 in some ways. Mm. Um, I think no, the Beatles certainly had gone a different direction. Um, yeah, and I think this is probably some of the strongest songs that the Kinks had. And, um, and it was an early sort of, concept album so let's have a listen to big sky big sky looked down on all the people looking up at the big sky Everybody's pushing one another around. The big sky feels sad when you see the children scream and cry. But the big sky too big to let it get him down. The big sky too big to cry. The big sky too high to see. Yeah, so that's Big Sky, um, and um, yeah, that's been covered many, many times by other artists as well. Um, yeah, through recorded throughout '68 and released in November. It mm. was going to be in September, but then Ray decided that he wanted to change the running order, and it's basically it's a Ray Davies tour de force, really. Um, uh, I think he's one of probably England's most I don't know underrated writers um martin what are your thoughts yeah agreed yeah totally just waterloo sunset on its own you know if, if he'd never written another song that, that alone should put him up there as like on that level you know um, i think but, so yeah, i mean I it's i think he captured that english sound more than i think so many other artists did i mean you know exactly what it is obviously the album tanked 
Um, certainly in America, it tanked because they wouldn't have got any of these references whatsoever. It was well loved by the critics, but um, not so much from the fans at the time. However, over time, the legend of the Village Green Preservation Society has um, increased as well. Um, what year did what year did they break up? Nineteen uh, eighties. Oh, was it? Yeah, but this is probably part of their glory time, I suspect, of yeah, like right. a run of albums from about 67 through to about 71, 72. Um, yeah. And then he went into a whole bunch of rock operas and stuff like that, which are uh, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, um, right. you know, they kept on going, kept on going. Um, the last one I've got here is called Wicked Annabella, and it's about a witch. It's just a laugh all the way through. Like the King's sense of humor is strong all the way through. Bonkers. Uh, bonkers, but brilliant all at the same time. It sounds um, very zombies like, doesn't it? The drums up yeah. the front there, the vocals panning <clears throat> both sides. Yeah, I mean, it's not a particularly great stereo mix. Absolutely not. And it was self produced by um, Ray himself. So it could have probably done with. Um, some producer coming in, but um, the mono mix is quite good. It's a big uh, sound. It's quite a big it sound. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely worth checking out. Sort of an underrated release from 68. Um, mm. I think that last song sounds a little bit like Unknown Mortal Orchestra a little bit too. You just push the vocals in a different way and then mm. you've suddenly got UMO. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, that's the Kings. Delish. Nice. Thank you, Glenn, for that. Martin, over to you and Malta, mate. What have you got for us this week? Yeah, um, I was trying to find something that, although it's um, it's a great album and, and a reasonably well-known album, maybe would slip under a few people's radar. So I wanted to kind of like see if I can give, give a little bit of a shout-out to this band. So I've gone with the Small Faces, uh, and the album is another one with a stupid name. Uh, Ogden's Nut Gone Flake. <laughs> I think you can blame um, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band for that. As I understand it, Ogden's Nut Brown Flake is a brand of tobacco. I think that's where it's come from. So it looks like oh, a tobacco right. thing. That's the yeah, idea. yeah, yeah, it does. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, the, the, one of the reasons I've chosen this is, is the singer for the band and the writer for the band um, is a guy named Steve Marriott. Um, and if you don't know Steve Marriott, um, 
he's probably like one of the greatest underrated rock vocalists ever. Um, he's got an amazing set of pipes, <laughs> an amazing singer, um, wrote some really great songs. Um, but his story is quite tragic as well. Um, he got, he had a lot of fame with the small faces, then went on to form humble pie with Peter Frampton. Oh, yeah. Um, had a, an amazing career there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the drugs took hold, uh, the booze took hold, and his life pretty much fell apart to the point where he ended up penniless, completely broke, um, and um, was uh, at one point collecting uh, empty glasses uh, to, to, to take to recycling to get money. Um, he was absolutely flat out broke. Wow. Um, um, he, um, th- there's a story that at one point he was trying to buy his way out of his, his contract, one of the contracts he was in. Um, and the manager at the time uh, had links with the mafia. Um, and he found himself in a room with like Frank Gotti and <laughs> like, three of the mafia heads who basically said to him, no, you're not getting out of your contract. Like you're screwed. Uh, just shut up, go away. We don't want to hear from you again. Cause like, yeah, you know, you're not getting any more money basically. Um, wow. It was pretty, um, yeah, a pretty turbulent life, but wrote some really, really great songs. First one I'm going to go for is, is probably like the most famous Small Faces song, which is uh, Lazy Sunday. Um, and he sings this with like a, a mockney accent, <laughs> mock cockney accent, pushed mm-hmm. about as far cockney as you can go. Um, but by the time he gets to like verse three, he's kind of slipped back into his kind of more rocky, uh, mm. Americanized kind of vocals. And then you get a real idea of his voice at that point. And wouldn't it be nice to get on with me neighbours? But they make it very clear they've got no room for ravers. That's brilliant. That's great. I think yeah. what what it what it was yeah. is you know for the last album and this one, I think it's cool to be English, and I think that was that came through. Um, why That's why copy right. why copy? There's a voice for English, yeah, writing mm. and and you know you you listen to something like Blur, um, like Park Life, and it's like oh it's it's a page out of the songbook, isn't it? You can hear that influence like straight off with with a song like that, you know. You know, a, a shout out as well to the um, the keyboard player, a guy called Ian McLaughlin, um, phenomenal keys player. Uh, went on to to be the keys player in the Faces with Rod Stewart. Um, so if you think of a song like "Stay with Me" by the Faces, um, very similar kind of style. 
Um, you know, that, that electric piano sounds like it's going for a cheese grater before it goes for the amp. Um, just great, dirty, gritty kind of keyboard sound. It's great. It's great stuff. Um, yeah. Um, the second one I've chosen is, is a track called Rolling Over. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, man, that's that's gritty. You're on the you're on the rooftops of Malta. <laughs> the Maltese dogs barking in the background. About, about ten seconds, all the bells are going to go off as well because it's just hit ten o'clock here. So you're going to hear like the church oh, bell chorus. Awesome. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Make sure we get that on the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the second track I've chosen is called Rolling Over, and um. I didn't actually realize it was a small faces track to begin with. The, the first time I heard it was a it, it was a cover of it, which was done by Brian May on one of his solo albums. Um, <laughs> fuck off! <laughs> which was kind of um, it's so English. Um, <laughs> wouldn't it be nice to get <laughs> um, Yeah, it's 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 a real rocker, a bit of a chugger, um, and. Um, yeah, I think we better play a bit while I'm trying to sort these Of course, like all real-life experience story, this also begins once a polytito. And Happiness Stan, whose life evolved the ephemeral colour dreamy most, had his pure existence and this being a deep jaw of the multicolour of the rainbows. Oh, yes, his home is a Victoriana Sharabold. This is a four-wheel of out the background. Now, as Eve does his deep approachy, his eye on the moon... All time, sometime, deep joy of a full moon scintillating dangly in the heavenly bode. But now only half. Oh, blow your cool, man, he do this deep thoughtless. What is the folly of this half disappearing of the moony most? And as the light did a scintillating change through timely most, stop it still, and he did a deep thoughtless. What? Absolutely smash and flake it he was. So, gathering all behind in the hintermost, he ploddy ploddy forward into the deep thunder mould of the complicated forehead to sort this one out, matey. Where at, man, he thought us. Where at, man? Oh, dear. <laughs> love that that was awesome yeah i didn't Good. understand a, um, i didn't understand a word of the beginning of it <laughs> no, no, it's, it's very um the goons eh yeah totally. yes goon humor is just coming through with that yeah. so strongly yeah yeah i bet yeah. you this tanked in america i don't think it was particularly strong in the states no <laughs> but my, who cares <laughs> agreed agreed they were doing great yeah um yeah, I mean, I, I can't emphasize enough how good his voice gets when he lets rip. Um, if you, there's a great um, Humble Pie album called Performance, where there are, it's a live album at the Fillmore. Um, I totally recommend you listen to that because his vocals on that will just blow your head off. Um, it's it's amazing, like, um, his vocal range and just the power of his voice as well. That beeping noise, by the way, 
that's the gas man going around collecting the gas canisters on every street. So every street he beeps the horn for the next person. Oh, no, I love that. Love that I thought it was I thought it was in mobile phone notifications. <laughs> give that album a crack and give the humble pie one a crack as well, because they're they're both great, great albums. Yeah. Nice, nice. All right. Um I was gonna do a bit of a Jimmy Webb session. Do you know who oh, Jimmy Webb is? Yes, yes, I do. One of probably one of the greatest songwriters Agreed. of this era of this era and had in 1967, 68, 69, and 70 keep going. So many hits that from recorded from other artists from the likes of Simon Garfunkel to Glenn Campbell. Um Ooh, uh, to, yeah, no, he's wonderful. He he is. And um, I mean in 68, MacArthur Park comes out. He wrote that for <laughs> um uh Richard Harris. Richard Harris. Um, Dickie Harris uh, heard a big hit with it. He wrote Galveston for for Glenn Campbell. Um, I think it comes out either late '68, early '69. Where's the playground, Susie? There's just a string of hits. I've not heard of any of them. <laughs> really? Oh my! Well, no, you, wow. you absolutely would have. So MacArthur Park. Uh, sorry, boys. I Leaves don't the cake know. out in the rain. The cake out in it's... the rain is the most famous fucking lyric in the sixties, bro. And I'll and I'll, and I'll never have that recipe again. Oh. I mean, it's so bonkers. Stop it! Stop it! Okay, Ian. I think I was going. I think I was on. I think I was on my way to Mississippi at the time. Come on, you know this one. You know this one. Come on, you must. I am a lineman for the county. Uh, I've heard that one before. And yeah. I. The thing is, right? Oh, but I don't. I didn't know who wrote it. I know who yeah. Glenn Campbell sang it. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, totally. I mean, there's a whole mm. lot of guys like that. Who's the other? But Graham Goldman's like that, isn't he? Mm. From the Hollies. I mean, he wrote mm. shitloads of stuff for. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of artists like that, isn't there? Or people? Are they artists? Yes. Did he sing yes. this guy? Yes, he did. He actually played and sang himself, right. but he didn't have the big hits. But he he has he has his own albums out. Yeah. Oh yeah, I need to check him out. Yep, Jimmy, Jimmy Webb. Webb. Totally. Mm. Um, Yep. Uh, so that was actually my first choice, but then I thought, oh, you guys, are t- you guys make fun of me like you normally do. So I actually, oh, I, I, oh, I, I in this it. case, I no way, absolutely not. Um, when I say you guys, I just mean Ian. I'm going to round us out then, I suppose, for um, albums of 1968. I've got a bit of help here from my good friend Ed. Now for all of you teenagers, the long-haired Steppenwolf rock and roller. So let's have a fine. Welcome. Groove, Whoa. Mm. that groove, it's so catchy. Um, these guys were formed out of Canada in 67 by lead vocalist John Kay and originally called Sparrow. Uh, yeah, I'm glad they changed that one. Uh, other members included Michael Monarch on guitar, Goldie McJohn on keys, and Jerry Edmonton on drums. Um, yeah, massive hit with Born to Be Wild, and, and obviously that last track, Magic Carpet Ride, kind of 
driving blues rock. Um, some of it's a bit psychedelic rock type thing. The next track I'm going to put on, um, which wasn't a hit, but I think this is this should have been. When you listen to the um, the rhythm section and twin lead guitars, well, I think they're lead guitars, one on each side, uh, just jamming in sync. It is so good. This one's called Tighten Up Your Wig. It's the second track from the album, The Second. Second track, The Second, and it's their second album. That's so different to Born to Be Wild. Like yeah, I've never yeah. heard any of this stuff other than Born to Be Wild. Oh, okay. and that's so different, eh? That's really different, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, very different. Yep. They've, they've got the um on this album, they've got the hard rock stuff going. Lots of feedback. They've got the guitars screeching. Um, and then they have tracks like those two, which are a bit more um melodic and Almond uh, Brothers. Definitely. Yeah, yeah oh, totally right. And um, just how mm. tight is that groove, right? Just mm. listening to synchronization is superb. And a lot of these bands around this time were just uh very experimental. But yeah, these guys on their game uh love this album. Um I haven't listened to a lot of this stuff. There's a great track by them, um, which is a bit of an epic. I think it's something crazy like eleven minutes long, um, mm. called in, in La Legada de Vida, which is like in the Garden of Eden. Um, and there's a Simpsons episode where they used it and they're, it's one of the ones where they're all in church and oh, yeah. the reverend kind of starts talking and then the the organist is the little old lady and she starts playing the <laughs> intro to it and then it kind of cuts and then it comes back this is 12 minutes later and she's still going <laughs> <laughs> not on this one no thank god thank goodness anyway thank you fellas for um humoring me on uh the year 1968 and all that goodness that came out of it um Thanks for your album choices. Thanks, Martin, for dialing in. And thanks to the guest man who keeps beeping and making sure people yeah. get their... The Maltese guest man. Get their fill. Um, this this program is dedicated to the Maltese guest man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to see the uh, <laughs> subscriber numbers in Malta go through the roof this week. Hell anyway... Yes. Have a good evening, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next time on Music, Movies, and Madness. Wouldn't it be nice to get on with me neighbours? But they make it very clear they've got no room for ravers. <laughs>